Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy, hot-bodied Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. And I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? <laughs> Just trying out a oh. bit of a mid-Atlantic drawl there, which yeah. I'm, I'm considering making part of my persona going forward. Well, it struck me recently that we haven't done what a lot of um, mid-level success, successful groups do, which is to try and crack America. Mm. We haven't really tried to do that. We haven't tried to tailor any of our content towards the American, the huge American market. The time's coming. Yeah, and I think we might have to do that. We might have to go um, on tour in America, record some episodes in the States. Yeah. In, like, very, very small podding studios in America. Mm. That's where you start off. Then you end up in the podding stadiums eventually, hopefully. Dive bars. Like, you know. Dive bars, yeah. Those places you see, like, in, in films like Roadhouse that are just, you know, a lot of them are just, like, quite rough kind of Mm -hmm. redneck country like places that have a lot of country and western and stuff and then they go and people throw beer bottles at the stage and stuff and then they go okay next up we got a we got ourselves a couple of podcasters from all the way over in the united kingdom calling themselves the top flight time machines here they are sam and andy yeah and everyone's like woohoo yeah, and we, we we go out and start talking about ghosts. Yeah, digging. Anyone here ever dug a hole? <laughs> Weirdly, there's one guy oh. in cowboy oh. boots, a big, a big, really scary looking guy in a sleeveless, like a shirt that he's cut the sleeves off of, and he's got a big beard. Yeah. And for some reason, I keep catching his eye, and he keeps going like this to me from the audience. <laughs> oh yeah, I like, I like me the look of you, boy. <laughs> Just just ignore him, Sam. I can't I was expect that. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you say has anyone ever dug a hole, he goes, Yep, I dug me some holes in my time. I'll dig you a hole, boy. <laughs> Once I'm done with you. Andy, I don't want to break America anymore. <laughs> It's not worth it. No. We jump into the higher car and fuck off. 
out the back door. Just as long as it's not a fucking Avis, because I know they're operational <laughs> out there as well. Are they? Oh, yeah, they well. get everywhere, the cunts. Well, you're on their list, aren't you? Mm. We'll have to we'll have to book a, a car under my name because if it's under your name, they'll fucking hamstring us. Well, I don't know. I think that after I, after I learnt them about what a what a powerful enemy I was to make, I would mm. hope that next time I booked with them, I would I would be yeah I would be flagged on their system. As in, this yeah. bloke's trouble if you don't give him a one service. So fucking roll out the red carpet. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I, I just think you need to just dissociate yourself completely from Avis. Mm. It's not gonna, there's nothing there for you anymore. You're a car. Hurts. Hey, I've just remembered. I've just remembered. I'm, I'm owed a hotel room. I'm owed a hotel room by, I can't remember the name of the hotel company now. It was the one in London that I'd booked just before lockdown for some live shows we were going to do, the, the mince ones. And I, I got in touch with them when it was all chaos and everyone was just like, ah, oh, everything's broken down at the start of the lockdown. And I DM'd them to see if I was able to get a refund on this room because it was a non-refundable one. And they said, yeah, we can do that. Um, don't do it through the website. Just tell us when you want to rebook it. So I've got to do this through the DMs on Twitter. Fuck it So hell. that's not going to work, is it? They're going to just deny all knowledge of that. They're going to go, who the fuck are you DMing us yeah. demanding a room? Oh, that's not how it lockdown. works. We're a serious business. <laughs> 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 Shit. Yeah. I'll end up going to war with them as well. Well, if you need any um, help, you know I love a consumer war online, so oh, hey, give us a shout. Think, yeah, this is our future. Going around America doing consumer warfare. Yeah. So, where are we? I yesterday's think we got hero. Cloudy Martin. Um, yeah, Yesterday's Hero, 1979, classic film, Ian McShane. Um, Cloudy Martin, played by Suzanne Summers, has appeared on stage with Paul Nicholas who is uh, Clint Simon, who's a pop star, and also a football club owner. Um, and he's been listening to a little radio through his earpiece at the side of the stage while uh, Suzanne Summers' Cloudy Martin's been singing her song. She turned to the drummer and said, I like your hat! <laughs> um, so that, I think that's where we ended it, wasn't it? We didn't get beyond that. He came on, he just listened to radio, and we were about to find out why he was been listening yeah. to the radio. So He's Paul Nicholas, this is from Just Good Friends, in case you, you mm-hmm. don't know. He plays this bloke. Clint Simon. Yeah. Clint Simon. And he comes onto stage, doesn't he? Mm. And they all cheer. So he's obviously a big shot. And mm. before he begins to perform, he makes an announcement to the crowd. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no. The fella who was with him at the side of the stage has still got the radio and the earpiece. Clint starts his song with Cloudy. And they're singing along, and then he looks across to the guy at the side of the stage uh, who, who shouts back, yes, we've done it, we've won. And Clint starts celebrating, because obviously his team's won. So Eddie just kills the song, <laughs> mid-song. Nightmare. He's just fucking killed it, and he says, uh, I'm sorry to stop the song in mid-flow, but I've just had a great piece of news. The Saints have done it, 1-0. We're on our way to Wembley. And he does an air punch. Yeah. So. What a tosser, right? News. This is why I think he's a tosser. Because yeah. on that, uh, and I'm I'm really chippy about this sort of thing, so this is pathetic. But I think that on the one hand, 
he's making out it's so important his love for this football club is so Mm. immense Mm -hmm. that he's willing to fucking stop dead which is a massive insult to Cloudy right she's a big star first of all yeah right it's really insulting to her she's like what the fuck she doesn't even know what soccer is right and he's just cut her dead in the middle of a song it's really insulting and unprofessional so he's giving it all the well that's me though guys I'm just like my first love is football and the Saints I'm so passionate and my attitude to that is oh yeah well, if they're in a fucking FA Cup semi-final, right, and you're a, a third-tier outfit, so you've not been there for years, possibly ever, and you reckon it's such a big deal, why the fuck aren't you there, cunt? Well, I thought this, but then I thought prior engagement, to be fair, he's, he's stuck to his schedule, he's gone along. But the worst thing is, all of them fans in there have paid good money to hear him and Cloudy Martin sing. They don't give a fuck about the football. If they gave a fuck about the football, they'd have gone to the football. They'd be there. But it's good that he's a, not there. That's the only bit in this film that I find a bit unrealistic because he, um, they, <laughs> is it? Yeah, they cheer when he says that. If I remember yeah. correctly, and I think they'd just be like, "What? Get on with the song." Well, I reckon they know all about his football. In th- you know, Elton John have done that his, when he was chairman of Watford. Him. Yeah, exactly. They're all kissing yeah. his ass because he's happy. It's, it's pathetic on every level. But um, he's saying, yeah, we're on our way to Wembley and there's a big air punch. Um, and then they finish the song. They resume the song. The drummer mm. with a nice hat starts up again. What's the song the called? Song. Oh, I can't remember what this one's called. The one that Cloudy did. Uh, I don't know if it's the same one. Um, no, it's not. Hers was called I'm Out of Love with Love. Great title. Yeah. But I can't remember what his is called because he comes on and announces it. This is my new single. Hope you like it. Of course they fucking like it. But to be honest, you're all such fucking slack-jawed morons, I could put anything out, like a recording of me taking a shit, and you'd still all buy it. Anyway, let's go. I'm going to stop this one halfway through, talk about football. See what you think of that. I hate the music in this film. I think that is its biggest flaw. Mm. I, I love everything about the film, but I think that there's something and I know obviously if it was easy to write songs that were convincing hits then everyone would be writing hit singles right I suppose and that's why it's hard doing fictional music so to speak right but I feel that every other part of this film is so convincing and authentic and brilliant but a huge part of it is that one of the main protagonists is a pop star and I just Mm. think he's clearly based on Elton John and I was thinking, why didn't they get someone decent to make the music for it? Because yeah. the songs sound a bit like the sort of songs you'd make up when you were a kid to do an impersonation yeah. of a pop star. They're sort of just like well, kind of yeah. meandering nonsense with silly lyrics. And I just, yeah, to me, I, I find that a really big disappointment. In, like to the extent, the reason I'm going on about it is that it's like actually quite irritating this song that they sing in this part of the film i can't remember the name of it i actually it it comes back again a few times because it is basically what it's supposed to be is don't go breaking my heart elton john and kiki d yeah and they've based their whole entire shtick on it like they have a sort of an on-stage chemistry where it's very cheeky and sort of like Mm. they're just falling around which is based Mm. 100 percent on the video for don't go breaking my heart where Elton's playing the fool and Kiki sort of finds it all quite funny, sort of thing. Yeah. They have 100% ripped it off. But um, Paul Nicholas is not quite 
he kind of gyrates and shakes his body around in a very peculiar way. <laughs> and he doesn't quite... Because if you watch Don't Get Breaking My Heart, it's a, you know, it's a classic sort of video in a way. It's a very memorable, iconic video. Mm. And Elton is clearly someone who's just having a bit of a laugh in it, right? I feel that Paul Nicholas doesn't quite pull it off. But the main thing is the song is terrible. Well, I'm just looking on Discogs at the soundtrack album, which is available from... 99 pence plus postage and I think I'm going to have to get one yeah uh, and the songs on there that are the originals I mean there's some some great songs of the time that are on there to fill it out Ring My Bell by Anita Ward oh Duke yeah because that's Darts. in the disco scene which we'll get to yeah Razzle Dazzle by Heatwave Hold the Line by Toto which of course Susan was listening to yeah earlier on um and then, of course, there's songs by Paul Nicholas and Suzanne Summers on there as well. So the original songs from the film are on there. And we've got Paul Nicholas singing Yesterday's Hero. Suzanne mm. Summers and Paul Nicholas singing That's Not What We Came Here For. That's it. And also singing Let's Work It Out. That's it. So and it's those Su- two. Suzanne Summers on her own singing Out of Love With Love. Yeah. And then the one, which I think is at the end of the film, We Got Us. That's yeah. the one I remember most from seeing yeah. it first time round. Yeah, so I'll be buying one of them. All of those songs are pretty poor, but you know, I'm sure it's quite a nice thing to have in your collection. It's the cover of the record, the poster for the film. Um, it's, it's, mm, I'm not sure what it is. It, it's Ian McShane on the front, but it doesn't look like him. It's like an artwork of him, and then there's Paul Nicholas and Suzanne Summers gyrating on the side of his face. Lovely. So it's a bit of a Star of Wars vibe about the poster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is yeah. Darth Vader in it? No. He looks a bit Vader-ish with the mask off. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're on the way to Wembley. Uh, they come off stage and Cloudy's, Cloudy's, well, she's not happy. She says, why didn't you tell me you were going to bring me out here? I just got off the plane. I look awful. Hmm. And he just tells her, he just says, you were great. And he gives <laughs> her a big kiss. So he didn't give a fuck, does he? Well, um, he's fucking lost his mind, this bloke. He's high on success and what can only be described as hubris because, yeah. you know, he's had a, he's, his singing career is fucking skyrocketed. He's mm. bought his, the football club he's supported since he was a boy. And when you start doing things like that, you start to convince yourself, a little voice in your head starts whispering, you can do anything. You're superhuman. Everything you touch turns to gold. This this is very important. This, I mean, we need to have a conversation about this, but this is something that you and I mm. need to keep a check on Yeah. as our podcast success grows. Yeah. Because it will be very e- easy for us to get carried away and start Rotten. taking on projects that are ridiculous. Mm. Or, I mean, but, you know, between us, we could, we could probably, now we could probably buy a non-league football club or set one up like that Spencer fella has. Hashtag United. We could start yeah. our own non-league football club if we wanted to and rise up through the football league pyramid, the yeah. non-league pyramid. Mm. And, and within, kind of a bit like what Gary Neville. and, and Within and, five, six years being the Premier League, easy. Especially with yeah. our footballing knowledge and expertise. Yeah, know-how. Yeah. yeah. So, But we we need to understand that that's not a realistic prospect. Or is it? It's, it's realistic, sure. but is it desirable? Here's a good thing in in life that I'm trying to learn and that I have mm. n- not learned. In the past, I've not observed this new rule which I'm trying to establish myself. Is that just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. 
very good. Yeah, very good. What what impact is it going to have on other people? And yourself. You know what I mean? Every and opportunity yourself, that I've been presented with, right, I've almost always accepted, right, with both <laughs> arms, like with open arms, without thinking about whether or not it was actually something that I really wanted to do. Would Would you, Sam Delaney, like to be the editor of the world's first CD-ROM magazine? Yes. Yes, yes, that's I exactly, would. That's a perfect example where you just think, yeah, fine, okay. Because I, it's like I was, um, I was the victim of my own on. vanity. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and flatter and easily flattered. So if someone says, "Would you like to do this thing?" I kind of mm. go, "Wow, yeah," like that. But it can t- I? Takes t- 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 and 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 on the other side of the coin is whenever I've offered other people opportunities, like work in particular or anything like that. Yeah. I am astounded, astounded, yeah. maybe even affronted to a degree, but always just shocked to my core when I've ever yeah. offered anyone any work and they've said no. Because I've just sort of thought, wow. if they're younger than me, if the person's younger than me, yeah. I'm like, but why? Hang on, what? What? <laughs> but I'm offering you the opportunity to do a thing and I will pay you. Plus, yeah. it'll be a right laugh, right? And they go, No. And they don't even offer an explanation or an excuse. They just go, no, it's not not for me. And yeah. I realise as I get older, oh, maybe it's because those people have different plans for their life, which they won't allow to be hijacked by arbitrary options coming in hither and thither. And maybe that yeah. is a more mature way to live one's life. Well, I believe it is. And it's something that I'm much more keenly aware of these days. Well, I mean, this is how we first met. You offered me some work, didn't you? You offered me a chance to take Princess Diana that I was doing on Twitter and to somehow adapt it for television. No, no, you're forgetting. Wasn't it? There was a chapter before that and it did involve Princess Diana. I must have mentioned this before, but you wrote an email to me and Dave Whitehouse when we both worked at Heat and said, look at Mm. this thing I'm doing on Twitter. It's massive. Yeah. Why don't you let me do a column in Heat magazine based on this? So we read it, and I think my more or less my exact response was I'd never met you. We both read it together and pissed ourselves, and I said, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I will never, ever publish this in Heat magazine, right? Because <laughs> if there was one thing I knew, it was that you don't fucking... You don't mess about, with, especially in those days, with the memory of, of Lady Di, Queen of Our Hearts, right? <laughs> Not in a mainstream publication. And so that was my response. And what I liked about yeah. it was, despite the fact you'd never met me and we'd only had that exchange, you wrote back to both David and I, and, and he'll corroborate this, and you just wrote a one-word response, which was, pussies. <laughs> <laughs> so then, that was yeah. why I called you. So when you did offer me I, work, I left then. Heat and went to Comedy Central, and then I said, okay, now we might have an opportunity to do something. Now we can do something with this Diana guy <laughs> in Sunderland. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, opportunities come up, and you don't always have to take them. But, you know, to be fair, we've had opportunities with this podcast over the last few years, uh, all of which I've been quite keen on, and you've usually been the voice of reason and said, well, yeah, we could do that. But then again, we could just not do it, (laughs) (laughs) which is something it took a while for me to comprehend. Yeah, but if there's a choice between doing it and not doing it, why would you not do it? And you just go, well, just so as not to do it, so as you can do something else instead. it's a thing to do. Why would we not do it? Well, because of it reasons A, B, and C. Yeah. And how yeah. it would impact on other things. 
Yeah, I'm not. just and I'm, mm. I am trying. I'm not by any means perfect at that, but I'm trying to sort of just uh, be a little bit more discerning about the way in which I mm. use my time and energy. But um, so I mean, we're basically saying you're the Clint Simon of podcasting. Well, I think well, Clint, could I don't know if Clint Simon has that exact thing. My thing is just saying yes to everything. Whereas Clint Simon is slightly different. His is hubristic. Mine is, mm. I can't believe I've been offered this opportunity. Me, yeah. little old Sam. Just yeah. just nifty. A lad who used little to make a living cake. climbing through small windows. <laughs> right. and, and so I'm like, well, better take it now because it'll probably be the last opportunity I get. His is motivated mm. more by I, Clint Simon, international superstar of rock and roll and owner of Saints Football Club. Um, can literally do anything because everything <laughs> that I've ever tried has come off brilliantly. Yeah. And yeah, so, so you're not there at all, are you? Well, the, the the guy the 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 good example of hubris was um the Sar- Sarchi brothers of Sarchi and Sarchi fame when they were like yeah. really became really successful quite quickly in the 80s and they started buying uploads of other big advertising agencies, and they couldn't believe it. They're like, fucking hell, this is easy. You just go and buy something, and then it's yours, and then your empire's even bigger, and, you know, overnight you can become ten times richer. It's insane, right? And what they did was, what nearly led to their early collapse was, in the middle of all of this, having bought up all these famous American ad agencies, they genuinely tried to buy Midland Bank, but it was like a win. Yeah, there was a whole book written about it. Yeah, it was like the mid-80s. They were dead in with Thatcher, so they had a lot of good connections as well. Because obviously on top of making all this money and doing well in their own business, they'd also helped the Tories get elected. So they had like top-level kind of access, you know. Mm. And um, I I don't know, I can't even remember how it came about, but they just literally between them said, you know what we should do? Buy a fucking (laughs) Midland Bank. Buy a fucking bank. Then we'll buy a country. We're We're putting all this money that we're getting into a bank yeah but it's like why should they look after our money why can't we look after it ourselves <laughs> by the bank then you're not paying any banking fees right or if you do it comes back to you anyway <laughs> it's deductible so they tried to buy Midland Bank and they got really far wow. along the way but in Fucking the end hell. it just collapsed and they were like labelled as like you know the city of London were like affronted because it's still very establishment and they were like yeah yeah you can't they were buy like, a bank yeah. It's a bank. Well, they they were the they were the sons of like Im- Iraqi immigrants, so yeah. it was like now nah, we can see that your young Arab chaps have been having your fun <laughs> with this advertising business. But the very idea that you could waltz into the city of London and buy this grand institution of finance—I'm <laughs> sorry, but you're getting far ahead of yourselves. This is Britain, after all. It's the Midland Bank. It belongs to the Midlands, not to Iraq. Uh, the chairman of this bank has been Richard Bryars for several decades. The voice of that fucking griffin out of the adverts. <laughs> Jalapeño. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jalapeño. He was always doing that. Do you remember that Griffin? This is before yeah. it was HSBC, of course. They mm. got rid of the fucking Griffin then, didn't they? Yeah, worst thing they ever did. Worst thing well, The best thing, thing Lloyds did was bring back the black horse, wasn't it? That's what everyone wanted. I oh, really it's a lo- black horse running around the field. Now I'll put my money with them. Thank God. I, I love it that my kids, I, don't, I would say I've trained them, but I haven't even had to. They're like, I think it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's some of your kids. They just despise adverts because they're unused <laughs> to seeing them, right? Because yeah. obviously no one chooses to watch a fucking advert, right? I, su- I suppose as well. They see them as an annoyance, as a, a gateway between watching a YouTube video yeah, it's and not it gets, watching it. It's it, like, it gets, how long do I wait till I can skip it? So yeah. occasionally you watch something that has adverts. So recently we watched Junior Bake Off, yeah? And, and that was on right. More 4. And we don't usually yeah. watch anything on More 4, right? Because, I mean, mm. Channel 4 is like the worst fucking TV channel. And... Uh, <laughs> It's like Channel 4 is the ultimate vicar at a disco in a baseball cap. Yeah, well, Channel 4, we're pretty edgy, pretty cool. Never know what we're going to do next. And it's just like, Channel oh 5 is miles better. Channel 5 yeah, took Channel what Channel 5 knows 4 used what it to is. do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Channel 5 knows what it is. Channel 4 is just fucking em- embarrassing. Ugh, just Channel- embarrassing. Channel it's like 5. a deputy head who thinks that he's like, hey, any of you guys yeah. heard the new Arctic Monkeys album? It's got a great beat. Yeah, whereas Channel 5 is standing with a knotted handkerchief on its head, drinking a can of weak lager on Blackpool Prom. Yeah, exactly. It going, and it anyone remember the it. 80s? Fucking great, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, um, so we were watching that, and the Lloyds ad kept coming on, or any ad, and what I see is they they react like with a mixture of disdain and hilarity mm. at any advert, because... The tone of advertising, we grew up with it, and so it was kind of normal. It was wallpaper. You were used to hearing all these silly jingles and way of talking, pat- slightly patronising, veering between patronising and smug tone of voice that all these adverts yeah. use, right? And um, so to us, we were just like, oh, yeah, that's just what adverts are like, fine, whatever. Whereas kids are not used to seeing them as much, and they're like, they're yeah. literally like this. What the fuck is this? What are they on about? <laughs> right? They just see them as so transparent. The whole kind of pathetic attempt to ingratiate themselves with you, right? With their yeah. sort of terrible use of language. And um, the the horse one kept coming on with Lloyd's. And I, I took so much joy in how hilarious, how hilarious they found this ad to be. And how yeah. cynical they were. They're like, what's this bloody horse running around for? What? That's supposed to represent the bank. And they're going, and even they know as well that banks are like, because the line is one of these bullshit kind of, remember, we're here for you, holding your hand <laughs> through life's wonderful journey. All that fucking Fuck bollocks, off, right? yeah. And they're literally like, what, the bank? Aren't the banks the one who like mucks everything up in the first place while everyone's skint now? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And they think that they can trick us by having a fucking horse running about next to a train. 
Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly. It delights me because I think, okay, they, they've got that on lockdown. They don't need me to educate them about this stuff. Fucking Lloyds. Bring back the fucking Griffin, then I might listen. Bring back fucking the fat access wallet. advert. We've, we've discussed this before, yeah? Fat wallet. Yeah. Access your flexible friend. Fat wallet yeah. and the flexible friend. You know what was really what? similar to, um, maybe this is what it was based on anyway, but do you remember Mr. Ticket out of the Keen Odyssey? Yes. Mr. Yes. Ticket. Right. Yes. So, uh, the our, match their ticket. Our friend and contributor to our oeuvre, Tom Bradshaw, fantastic illustrator mm. who's done a lot of stuff uh, based on our show, he drew Mr. Ticket. I think he drew a, a, a brilliant picture of, of Roy yeah. Keane executing a two-footed tackle on Mr. Ticket. And I saw yeah. this illustration. He did it a few years ago when we were doing the Keane thing. And... Um, and Mr. Ticket, I've realised, is very much based on access your flexible friends. Yeah. 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 We might um, cover that in the upcoming episode of Brown John that we're going to do live Brown John. on the internet. Yeah. We could do a, a mini deep dive into the access advert with access oh, and yeah. wallet. I'd love to, yeah. Put that on the list of things we'll do. Or maybe just bank adverts. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just do a sort of a little compilation of bank well, adverts and how cunty they are. This is that the, the some world's our some good ones. Have you the seen these ones? To know can... Talk, talking of bank adverts, have you seen the worst? And this is saying something maybe the worst ever. Is, is it the one with the weirdness on it? No, I haven't heard that. But Nationwide have got one where someone ah. is. Um, so Nationwide have got one where people read yeah. them poems out. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god! It's the thing is, it's so insulting to your intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, we're a big banking institution. Everyone knows that all of these institutions, if not them personally, at least indirectly, were linked into the system that brought down the fucking total collapse, practically brought down the collapse of Western civilization, right? And mm. then they, they they made punters the culprits and they got bailed out by our taxes, right? That's that's what you and, need to know about the financial did, crisis. Did, did, they, did they pay it back? I don't think nah. they did, did they? No, they're on. earning. They've they've gone back to the exact same system. Everyone says, "Oh, no," but there's measures in place. That's bollocks, right? There were like mm. cosmetic measures put in place, which basically gets them to like repeat twice when they flog you some bullshit product when you next take out a fucking overdraft. They just are now forced to say, "Now, do you understand that in a way we're ripping you off, and you're so desperate <laughs> for cash because you're fucking sick because yeah, the economy that- got shit canned by then." That you just need the money, and you're like, yeah, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Where do I sign? Where do I sign? Like that, and they go, well, we have told you that we're up to do good, so it's uh, your own fault now if you sign. Yeah, fine, just give me the fucking money, right? That's how it yeah, works. Yeah, but it's it's the, it's the same with apps, and like when your WhatsApp or your Facebook gets updated, and it says we have updated our terms and conditions. Please read and agree, and you yeah. can't use the app unless you agree, and you don't read the terms and conditions because they're ten pages long. Yeah. As soon as they make you scroll down through the first two pages before you can get to the bottom, where yeah. you can click I agree. And it's That's like, we're taking your data themselves. and we're going to use it in all manner of nefarious purposes. We'll be selling your data to many, many corporations around the world and there's fuck all you can do about it. You know you know what? If they really wanted to control people, one example, right, that governments, when they were doing this sort of like these so-called controls on institutions, in that yeah. case, they could very easily say, right, this is what you do. We, the government, some sort of independent body that we've commissioned, give a Q&A. Very simple, right? 
and that's what you put instead of your terms and conditions. There's a link that they can that any punter can choose to go to the full terms and conditions, but it's it's the it's the bullet pointed best bits, and it should, and it can't last more than five lines. It goes, who is this for? Mm. What rights are you giving us? Right. Yeah. Uh, how much is it costing? What's the worst that could happen? Or something like <laughs> that, right? And it has yeah. to be filled out. And that's what appears at the end, yeah? Yeah. And maybe there's an independent body that does their own summary of an independent summary of the terms and conditions yeah. at the bottom. That would be a very simple thing to do. And it would mean that we could all very quickly make decisions based on what we were going into. But in fact, what they said is, they said, well, you have to do terms and conditions and you have to have a box that proves that the people have read that terms and conditions. But there's such an easy workaround. You just go, well, we'll make it so fucking complicated that people just scroll down to the box and tick well, it. Exactly. No one if reads the government it. really wanted to control any of this shit, whether it was in banking or data sharing or anything like that, they could do it. But they don't because they don't want to. They they don't want companies to fuck off and take away jobs that go with them. It's a stunning revelation that the government don't actually give a fuck about us and our well-being. Well, what they give a Stunned. fuck about, what they give a Stunned. fuck about, is one misapprehension. And I'm not obviously I'm not here to defend the government, but one misapprehension is that people think that they're only in it to benefit these fat cat businesses and that they somehow just get off on fucking the mm. little person and giving more money to the businesses. But whilst that is true to an extent, the bigger picture is is that. This country and probably other Western countries, I don't know, they make most of their money from PAYE taxes. So the most important thing for them is jobs. Because as long as people are in jobs, they've got less people claiming benefits and they're earning more tax through PAYE. So if you are an employer, they will almost forgive you fucking anything as long as you keep those jobs rolling because they want as many people in some form of employment as possible. Because they go... At least the every, all of these people are those companies' problems. The moment that company fuck off or we legislate against them so much they can't afford to hire so many people, all of those yeah. fuckers who they're currently employing become our fucking problem. And we don't yeah. fucking want that. So, in fact, what they want is just jobs, 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 jobs. Not because they're kind-hearted, but it's how they can balance the books is to keep everyone in fucking jobs as best they can. And that's and why then, they let everyone off with shit. All companies yeah. off with shit. Because the companies... And that's why turn, the jobs... The jobs are getting more and more thinly sliced in part-time exactly, and zero right, hours and all this. Exactly, and, and what they define the as a job down. is becoming more broad. And they get, and the company, you know, Amazon has got to be one of the biggest employers in the country, right? And everyone knows that mm. there's dodgy stuff about Amazon's taxing and the fucking rights they give their employees and stuff, right? But end of the day, Bezos... By the way, I've learned some new info about Bezos recently, Right. Uh, that's more interesting than all this boring stuff I'm going on about. But he just turns around and goes, fine, mate, I'll fuck off. See how you get on without Amazon, right? <laughs> First of all, I'll take my million fucking jobs with me. So good luck finding stuff for those cunts to do that are currently working in my warehouse for fuck all and aren't yeah. even allowed a piss break, right? And also, good fucking luck getting some batteries for the little remote on your key fob delivered at 24 hours notice. <laughs> Yeah. This is it. I still, I still remember when Amazon first appeared in this country, and it was like because I was an early adopter of the internet. I was like, "Wow, I can order books off the internet," and I did. I ordered about five books, and then they came three days later or something. It yeah. was like fucking hell. There's a bookshop on the internet. Yeah, this is incredible. Amazing. I don't need to leave the house, and now 
cunt owns the world. I know. They're Everything. And, and on a, and on a whim. He's got the Premier League. It's such a clever way to um, grift people as well. Because now I think of something that in, in times gone by, I'd have thought, I need to at some point buy one of these. Like, for instance, recently the hook I've got on my bedroom door that I, I hang my dressing gown on. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, it came off because I hung. I had two. I had my winter dressing gown, which is much weightier than my summer one, Andy. Right? Oh no! I hung both of my dressing gowns on the same hook. It no, couldn't collapsed. take the weight. Right. So the fucking hook came off. <laughs> Hashtag first world problems. Yeah. Couldn't take the fucking weight. Right. So I thought, fuck. Now what am I going to do with these dressing gowns? I'm just having to like uh. put them on a chair. It looks really messy. Uh. Uh, and so you think. In the old days, you'd have thought, at some point, if I remember and I pass a hardware shop, or I'm in <laughs> yeah. Sainsbury's, they might have them on their little hardware mm. aisle, I'll get one of those ones that you can just peel the back off and stick to the door or whatever, right? I'll yeah. get that at some point. Now, you think it, you get it. You're, Fuck, hook for the door. Bang, yeah. I'm on Amazon. I've got 10 yeah. choices. Which one am I going to choose? Bang, it's bought. It's coming first thing tomorrow mm. morning, right? And that's highly addictive. And then when you're on there... It says, this This is actually, as you can probably tell, this is something that actually happened to me today when I was still in bed, right? I wasn't even <laughs> fucking out of bed yet. I was having a cup of tea in bed, right? And I was still really early and I bought a hook because I'm looking at the door thinking, I'm going to have to do something about this fucking dressing gown situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go on fucking Amazon, see what Bezos has got I'll in be stock. Fold. <laughs> right I'll fucking get on to Bezos see if he can help out right and while I'm on there they go oh while we've got you maybe you'd like yeah. one of these books it seems like the sort of thing you'd like and I'm thinking I went bored yesterday oh hang on a minute Tashin have done a photographic book of all the best soul and funk album covers of the 70s oh I'm gonna have to fucking get it damn he's done me he's done me again I can Bezos just- I could look at all those pictures on the fucking internet. I could just Google image them, but now I bought a book. <laughs> it did. He got me. Fucking yeah. Bezos. Anyway, there's this series of documentaries on BBC Sounds that are just called The Documentary. And what's good about them is they're about quite a broad array of different subjects, but they're just half hour long. So right. it's really good because half an hour is fucking, you don't get too Half bored. an hour is always enough. I always say this as this podcast rattles around to its 36th minute. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> but... Uh, so, like, I was listening to one about Biden because I sort of thought in the aftermath of yeah. us all being so excited about Joe Biden and because he's not Trump, I suddenly realised, well, it could be fucking anyone as long as it wasn't Trump and we'd all be celebrating yeah. like the Ewoks at the end of Return of the Jedi, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, but who knows? I mean, let's not judge him by these standards. Let's judge him by some more thorough standards. I need to find out about this comp, see what his agenda is. Yeah. So I listened to that and then it rolled straight into the next one, which is about, what's the name? The... um deputy the vice president um kamala harris yeah yeah, and that was interesting and then there was one about trump's america and then it did one about bezos right so i thought i'll have a fucking listen see what this cunt's up to see what he's up to (laughs) mate i fucking uh we should have guessed you know what his big grand scheme is right because where can he go from here he became the richest man in the world space yeah that's what the whole thing is it's all about space. And it was always about space all along. So the documentary was starts it? with him watching, with his dad and his brother, and his brother's one of the main yeah. people on the f- thing, right? Talk like watching the moon landings, right? Yeah. In the 60s. And he's like, 
at that moment, he's like, fucking hell, that's where I want to be getting up to, right? And yeah. everything he did since then was all a fucking mission creep towards space, right? Yeah. Now, he's like, yeah, but he's, now he's gone on record. He's like, yeah, basically, this ends in fucking space. And by the way, it will never end because once we're in space, he li- he's literally... There's more space. You hear him, you hear him going... Imagine our market at the moment. It seems really big. He goes, but once we're in space, he goes, imagine how many trillions of customers we could have if we started what? building out into the galaxy, right? That's what he fucking <laughs> says. I'm not joking. The thing about space is there's fucking loads of it. Fucking <laughs> infinite, infinite. Get us up there. Build a few rigs on all the different planets. Then who knows yeah. what's next? More planets that we don't even know about yet. I'm Jeff Bezos. Anything's possible. But uh, this is it. It's him and Elon Musk, isn't it? It's the both fucking. It's a space race between the two of them. Two richest men on the planet, yeah. and they're both fucking trying to get into space. It's a fucking dick swinging contest in outer space between two billionaires. But, it, they're, they're, but the they're thing about pretty, the thing. Well, they're the very much like Clint. Is, what, they're like Clint. This takes yeah. his full circle. They're like Clint. What's yeah, his name? From Clint Simon. But billi- yeah. billionaires are all the same. Nothing is ever enough. And that's it's, why they're billionaires. It's they're fucking hubris. running their head. This is going yeah. right back to where we started. It's hubris and it's just taking opportunities when they're there. And it's like not just thinking, do you know what? Just rest. Yeah. One of the great things about the, the youngsters these days, now you've got one and I've got one, mm. teenagers, is that they have got absolutely no time for any shit from anybody. Yeah. And one of their targets are billionaires. Yeah, they fucking hit billionaires because they see them as the the architects of the destruction of the planet, mm. and they just see their their ridiculous greed as being obscene. Mm. And I mean, my daughter's got a catchphrase which is "eat the rich." I fucking can't wait hell. to see what the rich taste like. Oh, I'm like, fucking, yeah, fair enough. Why not? Hey, you got to have an ambition in life. Yeah, but yeah, they're they're fucking right. Billionaires well, shouldn't exist. The th- the thing is, is that what I always think is they go. On the news, they go shit like, "Oh, Britain's in a is heading for a recession because we've had a double dip, and if we have a third one, that means we're in recession, and if we have another one, it means we're in what do they call it? I can't remember. Anyway, because like even work turbo recession, right? And you're like, okay, I was interviewing an economist once on radio. I said, what, what is, what do you mean? It's he goes, well, if it's a dip, it means that our productivity, right, our growth." is negative from one quarter to the next, right? One, yeah. three months. So that's not that bad. I mean, if I look at my own personal finances, do you know what I mean? I could easily yeah. earn 50% less one month than I did the month before. But I don't fucking press yeah. the panic button, right? Um, and then he goes, yeah, so it's all about that. And I go, so what we're saying is, and he goes, or oh, if it's flat, you're still in problem. And I go, so what is this? You're not growing. And he's like, yeah. And I said, but why do we fucking need to grow? Why should that be the fucking benchmark of what whether we're mm. doing well or not? Why can't we just... I mean, it's not like... I mean, fair enough, right? If you're fucking Papua New Guinea, no offence to our Papua New Guinea listeners, and actually, I don't know the economic situation there, but if you are an underdeveloped country, a third world country, as people describe them, right, then growth mm. is very important because you're trying to, you know, put more stuff in place. Why do we or any of these rich Western countries need to grow in terms of the amount of stuff that we're generating and money we're making. We don't need it. If we stopped worrying about growth and started worrying about what to do with what we already had in a more simple way, 
in a, in a sorry a shrewder way, a more efficient way, then the planet would be in better shape and we'd all be in better shape. But a, yeah. a constant pursuit of growth, and this does take us back to Clint Simon and my whole problem with not saying no, <laughs> is that you got to fucking... It, it, it does, actually. This is amazing. Like, we didn't script this, but this is an amazing thesis. It's like Adam Curtis. In 1963, the growth theory was established by two Russian blokes, right? Here is a picture of an Arab getting out of a car and a, and a wasp, a fucking bee, getting some honey out of a flower, right? Here is some footage of Paul Nicholas on stage singing a song. <laughs> Yeah, this is our version of an Adam <laughs> Curtis, right? If you're only looking, if your only ambition is to keep growing, right, mm. then you're fucked. Next thing you know, you buy yeah. a Midland Bank. This is my thesis in life. Everyone searches for, inverted commas, happiness, mm. which is impossible to attain. All you need to attain is contentment, mm. a level of contentment which you could describe economically as, le- as being level mm. and just, you know, bouncing along. Everything's all right. Someone said to me that uh, no one's dead and everyone's fed. That's all you need. That's it, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then and everyone, all this fucking and, and, other and shit. All of this, but the point is, in here, or America, or Germany, or any of these other countries, we've got more than enough for everyone. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not a fucking communist, right? I'm not saying take it all off everyone, start fucking dying out and make them all fucking queue up for bread. But what I'm saying is, if you just start... I'd put it this way, right? They're not shitting themselves about the growth rate in fucking Denmark and Sweden. Yeah. Right? And as yeah. someone tweeted us over the weekend, their big thing is all about hookup or coziness. Just yeah. best lifestyle well, exactly. fucking reigns yeah, in Scandinavia, mate. I mean, that was massive a few years ago and made a lot of money for a lot of people, didn't it? What, the hooker <laughs> grift? The hooker thing, yeah. Yeah. I think it's still around, but we've just nicked it. Um, <laughs> I think we need to leave it there. Yeah, we've, I do. I really think we do. We've, yeah, we've gone all over said the enough. Place. Yeah, it's probably going to be hurting people's heads. And mm. also, we're just at a, a fantastic scene where Rod Turner turns up with his bedsit all nice and pissed, and Susan's in bed waiting for him. Oh. Uh, so we haven't got time to cover that one, but that's next week. <laughs> She's trying her best, bless her, but he's just not that into it. Oh, weirdly, what is she doing, Susan? Well, he's he's Susan. married. He's married to the bottle now. That's the he problem. Is. He is. Um, so that's it from this one. Thanks for listening and indulging us. We hope you've learned something. Yes, all you can do is keep attempting to better yourself. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 